I've got me some port. I thought you said pork. Pork. Like, that's un- unlike you. I got some port rinds. <laughs> that's the that's um, what you call not very good port from Trader Joe's. <laughs> I should uh, I should record drunk more. That's that's more fun. Yeah, it totally is. It it Damn. can be a little harder, uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. I recorded. I guess I'll shut down the volume on these. I recorded um, all of my little sound samples at an extremely low volume for some reason. Huh. And um, so if I end up playing any sound effects, they might come in as deafeningly loud. So, oh, my God. Is that way it's, too loud? It's a little too loud. How does it compare to... That's right where it needs to be. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, shit, I guess I just can't lean on that crutch of sound effects like I have been doing for the last two episodes. Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about differing versions. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> Wait, we've done that bit already. We've definitely, I'm pretty sure. Surely, surely everyone who heard us do the bit the first time has dropped off by now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they just want to hear it again. Like, play those hits yeah. again. Yeah. Go back and do what we uh, liked from before. Uh, uh, we'll so. never sell out. <laughs> just like ICP. Ooh, not like they did on this album. Anyway, speaking of ICP, what is this podcast about, Cameron? I'll put it to you. This podcast is about learning. Learning. To appreciate yes. an artist's back catalog. Ah, like the junk in their trunk. Yeah, we learned how to appreciate Garth Brooks's music, and, uh, and now we're in the process of learning to appreciate ICP, Insane Clown Posse. And I'm starting to learn. I'm getting better at appreciating them. I think I am too. It, it helps yeah. that they're getting better at making music too. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're doing a better job. Yeah. They're earning it. Yeah, they are. Earning my appreciation. Uh, so what's your name, Cameron? My name my name's Cameron DeWitt. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sugar Wooga Ba. Uh, Juggalo Nations in the ha. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm Nathan Hunt, and I'm from the Southwest. Represent. <laughs> and by Southwest, I mean the mid central west of Oregon, one of the most western states in the country. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean by Southwest. It's Southwest of Canada, I guess, or something. Mm-hmm. I Greenland. I recently had an experience where I told someone from Alaska that I was from the Northwest. Oh. <laughs> And they're they like, like excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't You're from where? <laughs> you can't even use the uh, Pacific Northwest, can you? Because yeah, most I said, well, I'm in the Pacific. the Pacific Northwest. And they're like, guess again. Guess again, motherfucker. <laughs> I always thought that uh, Pacific Northwest was meant to include Alaska along with Oregon and Washington. and Probably. Does it include Idaho? I guess that's not very Pacific, is it? I guess we're like Midwestern to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope, hope I'm Midwestern. Uh, Oregonians are Alaskans, Nebraskans. That's what our license plate says. <laughs> That's a ring to it. Yeah, it's it rhymes anyway. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, so bizarre, bizarre. This is the second yeah. half. I'm pr- okay. I'm pretty sure this is actually this meant to be the second part. It totally, it totally is. is. I don't know why. Whatever source I was reading, Amazon, I guess. Uh, turns out Amazon reviews aren't 100 percent right 100 percent of the time. Who what knew? The fuck, Jeff. I can't. Come on, Jeff. Uh, I can't. You can't. When you can't even fucking trust Jeff, what, what can you do in this world? Jeff Bezos, stupid. <laughs> Very good. Oh man, you really, you really showed him. He did not see that uh, coming. Uh, got you. <sighs> Everyone in my city wants Amazon headquarters to be oh, here in fuck, Philly. Really? Yeah. At least everyone. Uh, at least in uh, Just, at least in Boston, there's like a healthy local opposition to it. Speaking of Philly and Boston, um, I just wanted to say that even though our cities are fighting and my city destroyed your city, um, it's okay because my city also destroyed my own city (laughs) (laughs) after it destroyed your city. Yep. That's what Philadelphia likes. Don't take it personally. Destroying all cities. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but if there's one thing we can all agree on, on both sides of the spectrum, from sea to shining sea... It's fuck the Patriots and Tom Brady is the devil. Yeah, fuck that's, that guy. Yeah, th- that's not uh, controversial. We can all get behind that. There's a great uh, uh, Philly local meme going around with uh, this uh, person. Um, there's a Brady Street in Philly and someone was taping over a Foles Street <laughs> over it. And it was pretty great. Foles Street? I don't get Nick it. Nick Foles. He's, He's our quarterback. Oh, okay. Yeah sports jokes go balls <laughs> go balls <laughs> hmm yeah. right in the crystal balls yeah. oh yeah they make that joke on this album don't they they sure crystal do. crystal balls yeah. all right well before we get into bizzar well but i mean we should maybe explain what bizzar is it we got a little sidetracked talking shit about jeff and then talking shit about tom uh so this is the second half of the album pair. It's not a double album, really. It's an album pair that was released on the same day in 2000. The first part was called Biz Atar, and this part is called Bizzar. <laughs> yeah. And it's spelled the way it sounds <laughs> with different I mean, I think, double letters. I think it's better. Oh, it's totally better. It's a, yeah. it's a lot more hip hop. It's yes. much less this new is, metal, much less. This is my favorite ICP pastiche. album. I think so. Me too. Yeah. 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 It was, it was really fun. I actually like, I listened to it one and a half times, which is saying something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot less, uh, offensive stuff on it too. Yeah. I mean, more in the sense that legitimately offensive, not just like a lot lot easier to swallow and, um, a lot of, a lot, how dare you shame me? No, I just what I like. No, I hate the I hate the act of of swallowing, whether it's food, whether it's anything else, whether it's liquid. I think everyone yeah. should just have a tube that goes right into their stomach that they can pour soup into. I like that you're an uh, equal opportunity body shamer. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, ah, gross. You're eating. <laughs> you know, that's going to turn into poop, right? Yeah. I actually kind of am a little bit like people's mouth noises <laughs> when they when they chew really get to me. It makes yeah. lunch meetings at work really hard to be in because people can be very loud yeah yeah um so Get it together nathan's <laughs> co-workers yeah come on guys close your goddamn mouths close your goddamn mouths <laughs> um 
So before we get into talking about Bizzar too much, I want to share some feedback that I got from a listener of ours named Robert Seal, uh, pronounced hey, Robert. like the animal. Robert. Rob. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not. No. <laughs> yeah. Like a kiss uh, from a rose. Yeah. There's no such name as Robert. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's like some six-year-old in uh, in kindergarten right now who's named Robert. And he's bawling his eyes out after hearing you shit on him. Yeah. Think about the kids. Think about the kids. What? Think of all the little juggalinos. <laughs> Why won't someone think of the kids? Uh, this show is not for kids. Don't let your kids listen to it. Don't show, don't, why, don't, give, don't show this to Theo Cameron. I let Theo listen to so many foul podcasts. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He hasn't repeated anything from it. Well, he's, he's going to be walking around uh, dropping words like Nedin. But then people <laughs> oh, won't God. know what the fuck he's talking about, so it'll be fine. Yeah, all these made-up cusses. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our fan, Robert Seal. Um, he says, hey, just wanted to chime in as a fan of the show who was once a juggalo and still kind of likes ICP oh, and their wow. cohorts, despite long having sworn off the subculture. Interesting. Uh, he compliments the idea for the podcast. He says, I may be the mm. only person who's equally as excited for you guys to cover Alanis as I am for the rest of ICP's oeuvre. Oh, he used the word oeuvre. Well oh. done. Keys to, keys to Nathan's heart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mon coeur. Oh, yes. Uh, L'oeuvre. He says, if I could float an idea by, maybe check out a Twisted album as a bonus or patron goal. Sort of an unspoken rule of thumb, at least back when I was involved in the community, was that Twisted were the real talent on the label. <laughs> Nobody liked mm. saying it, but it was true. Twisted were who you went to for actual rapping ability. I mean, I got to say, Twisted shows up a couple times on this album, uh-huh. and they're they're definitely better. They're definitely better. I don't, I don't think they were as funny, but the mm-hmm. flow and delivery was better. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. I wonder if they're less like silly than ICP is. Yeah, um, they're, they're serious clowns. They're sad clowns. <laughs> Rini Pagliacci. I don't know the tune of that, how that song goes. But, uh, uh, man looks up, says, but doctor, I am Pagliacci. Big laugh. Everyone clap. However, that, however this quote goes, my name's Rorschach. And I'm here to Not say, Batman. I hate big crimes in a major way. <laughs> Huh. And I'll look down and whisper, not on your life. <laughs> nope. <laughs> More Watchmen jokes. Uh, I, I swear those jokes are funny, uh. maybe, if if you've <laughs> seen the movie or read the comics. I liked it. Yeah. I, I'm playing for the audience of one here, and that's that's my dear pal, Cameron Did you Twitch. Did you assign that, that Batman voice to Rorschach when you read the book? No, I didn't really imagine much of a voice for him, except I almost imagine like sort of a monotone, more like neutral voice for him, I guess. I didn't really well, think Well, it's funny because it. when he, spoiler alert, gets unmasked, um, he, he looks like, uh, what's his name? Archie. Uh, he does kind of. <laughs> the, the comic yeah. side. Which I guess I don't know how Archie sounds either, but I have a really clear voice for Archie, so it'd be really funny. Hey, Veronica. <laughs> How about you and me go to the malt shop and get a malt? We'll share a malt. Joe can't eat all my pizza. (laughs) Moose. (laughs) You stepped on my shoe. Now I'm getting a little Tom Waitsy over here. Ooh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that Tom Waits concept album that's all about Archie and Jack. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the soundtrack to his stage play, Archie. Um Oh man, we're having lots of very obscure jokes tonight. Whenever we, um, it's just weird. I don't know why we're stalling. This is a great album. Let's get into it. <laughs> it is. It. We can yeah. totally get into it. We're just getting, we're just uh, loosey goosey getting off track. Um, and then Robert suggested, Robert Seal suggested. If, oh, right, Robert. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, if he were to suggest a twisted album, he'd suggest Freak Show. Um, Sounds oh, all right. Oh, and he said this is this was really cool and really interesting, and I'm really glad he sent this in. He said a bit of trivia regarding all those burns on Michael Jackson on Jekyll Brothers and Bizarre. He says Jay is actually a massive fan of Michael and even does mm. a pretty mean moonwalk. Wow. No word on his true feelings about dipping nuts in soup, however. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> very. I'm very tickled by that. I would. Uh, I would really like to see Jay moonwalk. He's kind Me of a too. portly dude. Not anymore. But he's, oh, he's lost a lot he's, of weight. Okay, good for you, Jay. I hopefully, know. hopefully it was good. Uh, he said it was mostly just he started eating a lot, lot less, and good. Um, <laughs> that's he was he started going on walks like late at night. <gasps> oh, good. Oh shit, yeah. Less fago. Yeah, probably. It's pure calories. Violent Jay does the moonwalk YouTube clip. Juggalos are right. us brings you a clip from bootlegged in LA. Uh, I don't have the, the software set up to show me the sound to my ears. That is, um, but I'm watching the video right now. I'll describe it to you. Here comes, is that Jay? It's before he got a little more chubsy, I think. Oh, he's doing like a whole, he's doing a whole like uh, Michael Jackson thing. He's got like sequins. He's doing like a whole dance routine. Whoa. He's doing like all the Michael Jackson. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm watching it now, too. Damn. That's Jay? Man's got some moves. Oh, hell yeah. Very I'm watching good. watching it now, too. Hmm. Oh, wow. He's really... He's really he's moon, doing the... He's practically moon jogging. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's moon power walking. <laughs> he's moon curling. <laughs> moon skating? Anyway, uh, that's that's very good. Thanks for writing um, in, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Really appreciate, yeah. really appreciate it. Um, and we might, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of checking out some of the uh, constellation of psychopathic records and see what Twisted is all about. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, um, I kind of assumed that they were just like copycats, but it sounds like they're yeah. copycats that have like become the master or something. <laughs> The copycats become the copied dogs. I don't. What's that? I don't know the opposite. That is, that is what I was reaching for, but you just plucked it <laughs> so well, gracefully. I like I like the low hanging fruit. I just like to run up and pluck it. Um, let's see. Yeah. Oh, the other th- a couple more like general thoughts about this album. It kind of reminds me of their first or second album. Uh, it has like a similar approach to carnivalesque violence. It has a song dedicated to like a violent rampage. Like mm-hmm. my axe is kind of similar to night of the hatchet. Only this is better. It's kind of some kind much, of like much, throwback much songs here, but better. And there's, there's a lot less violence directed specifically toward women. There's still some yeah. like demeaning language, but it's, yeah, but at a certain point it's just like, you know, it's like you can start to make an assumption that there's some sort of consensual, like, yeah, you nasty. 
Yeah, that's kind of like what he, I was wondering about for a few of these songs in sp- yeah. specific. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's an interesting story about this uh, this specific album and one of the songs here involving my uh, current town of Boston Town, Bean Town, oh, okay. Beeville. On July 10th, 2017, that's last year, uh, I was here on that date, and I didn't hear about this. Richard Newton, a Boston-area juggalo, went to the Top 40 station Kiss 108 to make a request for the song My Axe in person with an axe in hand and other weapons, (laughs) resulting in a three-hour police standoff that ended without injury and the suspect hospitalized for psychiatric evaluation. Psychopathic records, indeed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, I want my axe. <laughs> it's a real night of the X situation. Um, yeah. Uh, did you see the story about the mighty day of Leenda and the uh, TRL studio? Did you hear about that? I did see the TRL studio one. Ooh, do you want to tell our <laughs> listeners about it? Okay. Um, let me just find my little notes here. So um, they made a music video for Let's Go All The Way, which was, I guess, a Sly Fox song. Um, During during their tour, Insane Clown Posse posted on its website um, that on December 8th, uh, their fans should request the video on uh, TRL. Um, Which is Total Request Live for those of us who didn't uh, live through that horrible, horrible time. God, what is this? I totally watched that show. Did you like? Did you watch MTV at all? I only watched MTV two, so I could watch Modest Mouse videos and uh, Franz Ferdinand and all that shit. That's like where they did all the alternative stuff. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I I was really fascinated with MTV, but I like didn't for some reason I thought I would get in trouble for watching it, so I would always just like. Ah, you probably would have. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I probably would have. Yeah. Man, anyway, I'm so, old uh, enough to remember that people used to complain about being old enough to remember that MTV used to play music videos. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, I do. So there is a uh, 400 insane clown posse fans standing outside of uh, the TRL studio window. Um, and uh, they got uh, they got guards and police officers called on them. <laughs> Yeah, Wikipedia says that they were assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. I bet I bet it was pretty intimidating, especially on live TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think it was I don't think they showed it on live TV. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh 30 minutes so, before um, the show began, they did that. They assaulted MTV them. later informed Island Records that the heads of the network must choose the band first before it can become eligible to be featured on TRL. TRL my ass. Ah, um, they fucking sold out, man. That's semi-request. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Partially I, request, not totally live. So I think this is, was this the first uh, gathering of the Jello, Juggalos? The happened. gathering of the Jellos? Fuck you. I think that was <laughs> the, the gathering, factory. The, the gathering or of the Juggalos the show. Ha- happened after that. The first one. It did? Or the second one. I don't, I don't remember. Um, I don't even... Uh, yeah, there's definitely like strong themes on this album of sort of dipping their toes into the mainstream, which they did through the late 90s, and then kind of finding out that the mainstream is never really going to accept them, and it's better to just be with their own subculture. Which do you is- think that 
do you think that explains it all? Like the move, there's like a little bit of that rap rock in here, but mostly it feels like they moved away from it. I, I don't know. It's hard to tell considering like that, that was sort of, I don't know, fairly popular during the late nineties. So it kind of does lead me to think that maybe they embraced that a little bit, or maybe Mikey Clark was just kind of going for it. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, to close that loop on the mighty day of Leenda is what they called the day that they were going to show up outside TRL studios, which Wikipedia helpfully notes means the mighty day of all or nothing. So it's another Mm. made up word that they made up. Leenda, Nedden, Flubes, Juggalo. (laughs) They got a whole vocabulary. They got like a a pigeon language going on. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. Boom Um, shock a day. Boom shock a day. Sugar wugga ba. Sis boom ba. <laughs> Cheerleaders. All right. You want to get to the first song? The name of intro. All who are receiving this broadcast, we are now entering the 13th hour of continuing cloud coverage. This ongoing event has now been upgraded to a national emergency. There's been a sleepless night across Metro Detroit as panic and terror have swept the streets. It seems much of Detroit. So uh, we pick up where the uh, news broadcast left off, which is how we know that this is indeed the second album of the uh, double release. Yeah. Um, nice. Um, and but so the dark cloud is going over Detroit and then there's a bunch of uh, people coming out of sewers and they're dressed like clowns and uh People are and they're screaming, but they seem to be happy, and they're all sort of moving in unison towards an unknown destination. Um, yeah. Heeding an inaudible call that silently pierces this calm before the storm. The uh, announcer starts obviously reading a script as opposed to like um, talking like a newscaster would. Right. But, uh, yeah. Um, also, the cloud has expanded. It clutches the sky from New York to Honolulu, Miami to Fairbanks. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, That's very far. Very far. Thousands and thousands of miles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, the juggalos have the, what do they say, unexplainable stamina? Supernatural stamina, rather, like they bring up in several of their songs. Um, also, did you catch those very Danny Elfman sounding background vocals? Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounded like... It was like uh, it was very like Edward Scissorhands all up in yeah. here. I wonder if they were into Oingo Boingo. Uh, I don't know. Do you do you mm, want to explain? I'm wondering. The, do you want to explain the <laughs> no, connection? I'm between, good. <laughs> well, Danny Elfman was the uh, lead singer for Oingo Boingo, which was an '80s pop band, sort of new wave band, and they have a they have a song called um, "Dead Man's." What is it called? "Dead Man's Party." I never listened to them. Oh, really? He he plays it when he does his um, Nightmare Before Christmas live spectaculars. He plays an Oingo Boingo song called Dead Man's Party. Yeah. Ah, nailed it. So that exists. Yeah. Anyway. It's a good good intro. Yeah. Sets sets the scene. It kind of reminds me of, um, you ever listened to Demon Days by oh, yeah. Gorillaz? Yeah. That album's do you great. Know that, do, you know, do you know that song, um, the like monkey head mountain one? Oh yeah, they get uh, Dennis Hopper to read on that one. Is that right? I don't remember. It's someone like that. Uh, it's really good. Just yeah. uh, if anyone wants to go listen to that, if you don't already know it, there's it's sort of just a a dramatic story narration 
song with an awesome beat behind it. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of this. Yeah. It also has like a, a similar sense of dread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That album was like one of the first things that got me into hip hop way back in the day because I was, yeah, I would not, say me too. Not very exposed to hip hop in the milieu that I grew up in. Um, and then, uh, De La Soul on the song feel good Inc sort yeah. of made me think like, oh, wait a minute. There's something here. Hmm. Perhaps there is something to this hip hoppery after all. Wait, stop. I don't want to stop. I want to get it. Get it. Until you jet <laughs> Until ahead. I... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go on to the next song. It's called Bizarre. Fuck y'all. And man, that's awesome. Yeah. It's that's you, like hip that's like hip hop counterpoint. I know, so right? <laughs> it's uh you right away you can hear the difference between the last out biz at R. Uh, because there's a similar like gang vocal going on in the chorus, like there were in a lot of songs on Bizarre. Uh, but this one, instead of having super distorted heavy metal guitars, it has that funky hip hop beat with like flutes and shit. In fact, it sounds like it, um, it sounds like a distant like a telephone dialing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it reminded me of like Mad Villain or even the theme from Boondocks. I am mm. the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual that oh, is I love this. The this song's so fucking good. I'm the spark I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that let you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come, and I'ma remain a soldier till the war is won. That's probably Ch- more Ch- than Ch- fair Ch- use because I just played the whole thing. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Don't tell, don't tell, don't uh, tell, shh, TV networks. Um, yeah, so anyway, what the song is about is that it's, I don't know, it's like a fairly precedented song. They, they have this pattern of, of the second song on every album being kind of yeah. like uh, a similar song about, you know, how they're down with the dark carnival, etc. But this is sort of generally introducing their their vibe and their themes. Yeah. But not but not telling a specific story. Yeah. And this one does introduce a major new theme of what we were getting at earlier, which is opposition to the mainstream music industry. Yes. Shaggy has these lines, always underground, down with the bottom, but bottom, bottom, but but bottom. Censoring yeah. from the radio list. Fuck y'all. Bleep miss. Well, I guess we'll never be a radio star. Wouldn't work anyway. Way too bizarre. Yeah. 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 I uh, uh I like this one spot. Um uh there's there's some great moments in here yeah. where he goes, um uh <laughs> I'll, I'll just read this. No more rapping, no more shows. I'm going back to school and working at Kinko's. I want to ride <laughs> on campus on a mountain bike all day. Hey, I got the right away. And then there, I think there's like a little a little bike horn. And then there's this really cool part, uh, stab, shoot, chop, cut, drill. I just want to kill. <laughs> um, and the way the way he sing, the way he raps it is, yeah, just like super entertaining. There's a lot of moments in this album where um, the rhythm or even the rhyme scheme, and sometimes is uh, 
interrupted or substituted with sound effects. Yeah. And uh, it's really fun. It just ha- it makes it feel very, I think choreographed is the right word, yeah. but it just feels like very intentional. Yeah. yeah. Also, there's this yeah. great moment that I'm about to play a clip of. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> that was that's super funny. Cameron asked yeah, me to keep, drop a sound sample in there. They, they keep the beat going, but it's like, um, you know, there's so many like loops in hip hop that when you like mix it up or break something, it's just like very engaging. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're just starting to get that. Yeah. There's just one part. If you're a juggle, if you a juggalo, and you won't sell sell out. Fuck everybody on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. If you ever had to fuck a fat bitch in the mouth, say, <laughs> fuck everybody on the dance floor. Yeah. If you want a little fago and you want it fast, say, fuck everybody on the dance floor. And then uh-huh. if you like feeling up on your homeboy's ass, say, and then they don't fall for it. They say, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> um, in this wait, album. Wait a minute. I had a totally different read on that. I, I didn't read as him trying to prank them and they didn't fall for it. I read it as he accidentally lets slip something that he wasn't oh right didn't mean to like <laughs> reveal you're right that's probably a better read of it um there's a lot of um sort of accidental like freudian admissions of homosexuality mm-hmm. in this in this album and it f- for the most part feels like it's like pretty like well-intentioned and maybe less homophobic than in the past yeah um it's kind of, the, the joke is like oh wouldn't it be funny if we were gay <laughs> but, well we're totally not right <laughs> and then like shifty eyes yeah um and uh yeah i, I kind of appreciated it as opposed to like Kind of some of the really ugly homophobia in the past. Well, they Although still they, have some they, pretty ugly. They do use the word faggot yeah. a lot. Um, I feel like it's in a pretty. I don't think they're really talking about being gay. I think they're using it in the, in the way that people use the word retard, which is also incredibly offensive. Yeah. But um, and I think they use that word in this album too. Yeah. But uh, I think they say it. Oh yeah, they do. Um, they. At one point in one of the songs, they're referring to making a woman feel so good that she sounds oh, <laughs> like a retard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns out it's Sharon Osbourne, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like a, a Louis C.K. approach to the word where yes. he has that whole routine about like, we didn't call him that because he was gay. We called him that because he was a faggot. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, whatever you feel about that usage of the word in that way. I don't know. I don't know if I'm really convinced by his whole approach it's, to it's, it's words. not trauma. It's not trauma informed. And that's yeah. Ultimately like the, the sin of it. But I, I get the, I get the difference between being homophobic and using a slur carelessly. Right, right, right. Or insensitively. Yeah. Um, on this song, Isham shows up and twisted show up too, but, they're just like in and out real quick. They don't stick yeah. around for long. Um, and then up next is a song called Cherry Pie. No. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sweet Cherry Pie. Have you, in your, in your life as an adult male, uh-huh. have you ever eaten a cherry pie that's so good that it made you tear up a little. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I'm just so grateful for this cherry pie. <laughs> Maybe when I get middle-aged. Yeah. Uh, when you're a little more grown. Yes. So that's No, this song is cherry pie, and oh. then parenthetically, I need a freak. Oh. I need a bitch. A prostitute. She fucks my homies, and we can split the loot. I need my cherry pie. I want you. Baby, I want you. <laughs> Are they saying baby I want you baby or baby I want you lady? Um I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of catchy. I kind of like it. Yeah. Um so this song starts with a little scene and it's either a scene that they acted out or not them. I don't think it's either uh too dope or, or violent J, but um it's either that or it's like a sample from like an old porno or something, but it's just, I this, think it's a sample from an old porno probably. It sounds like that. And it's just this, uh, this man and this woman just talking real nasty to each other. Um, and what, although at one point she calls him a coxman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. I, I don't uh, know if she means that as like, as like a, is that supposed to be like a homosexual slur or is that just like, he knows how to use his cock real good. No, I think it's a, a compliment. Oh, you mean he's on the rowing team? Yeah. <laughs> that, up here, speaking of Boston, up here in New England, there's a lot of rowing here on the Charles River. Uh, and there are, consequently, a lot of coxmen around. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Coxmen? Anyway, uh, so quick quick into the, into the skit or the sample, um, she, st- she starts orgasmically moaning and then they start sampling it. Uh, and it's like kind of catchy and it mm. kind of turns into like a female Wilhelm scream kind of, um, that they sample. And then the DJ brings it back at the end of the song and it's, please be gentle. Oh, bastard. Oh, you I, I don't know. I kind of like it. But mm. basically, this song is about how Violent J needs a special woman who is uninhibited. Um, she He needs a freak. Um, yep. And this song is just, yeah, how he needs a woman who is just like very overwhelmingly sex positive. Yeah, I kind of dug that. Um, also, yeah. also, quick follow up, uh, real time follow up. The position in rowing is coxswain, not coxman. (laughs) And that's the person who is the one who sits in the boat and looks at the rowers and faces the opposite direction. And I think does some steering, but isn't actually rowing. So there's a bunch of lazy asses just sitting there. Freeloaders. Do you think, do you think they're just making eye contact the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) I would love it if that were so. I love just sitting here and looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just stare into your eyes. Yeah. You can call me a coxswain. Um, <laughs> so he uses the word bitch a lot in this, but uh, if it feels like it feels a lot less it, like intentionally like demeaning. Yeah, it, it feels, feels more like at least sex positive. It, it feels m- maybe mutually and consensually demeaning. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to yeah, put it. May- maybe I would like to 
it seems like he's painting the picture of a woman who would give him a rough time too. I think it says, I, I want a bitch who, who fights yeah. at some point. Um, uh, I need but, a bitch uh, who like to fight and get her nose ring pulled out every night. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she would probably call two doper or violent J some, uh, diminutive, reductive things as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Shaggy two dope. Yeah. (laughs) Shaggy two dope does have a verse in this. Um, and, uh, I want to bring it up so we can plug our Patreon. Um, I, I need a bitch fresh out the pen. I'm assuming he wants a, a, a woman who's just released from prison. Oh, I thought um, it meant like, uh, like she just got out of a bic, like a rollerball, or like, oh a, yeah, <laughs> maybe a gel, yeah, or a fountain pen. You know, she could be yeah. a classy lady. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> classy uh, ladies can I, be freaks too, Cameron. I need a bitch like Harland Williams needs a chin. <laughs> oh um, shit! Oh, yeah. he went there. So Har- Harlan Williams is uh, one of the main supporting characters in uh, well, one of Big, the, Money Hu- the actor, Big Money Hustlers. He's one of the supporting actors playing a supporting character. <laughs> he's not himself a character in the movie. <laughs> let's call the whole thing off. Uh, I quit. Well, let's delete that um, episode we recorded already. Yeah. So he plays a he plays a police officer in uh, Big Money Hustlers called uh, named Harry Cox, and a real uh, he. He just, uh, he's a real, he's a real ham and, uh, he makes a lot of dumb jokes and, uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of like it, the movie was made like a year before this, I think. Um, and it was kind of uh, nice at, to hear it. It's, it was the same year, I think 2000. Oh, it came out at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's why it's so appropriate mm. that we recorded our bonus episode about it that will have been released, uh, by the time this airs, I believe. Oh, perfect. If all goes according to plan. Um, as a side note, we do intend to release at least one supporter or bonus supporters episode a month. So that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> um, and maybe more if we manage to do it, but hopefully at least one. And we got a lot of ICP movies. I almost said videos. <laughs> I mean, well, they are. Yeah. We got a lot of ICP movies that we can watch and, and talk about. Yeah, and, we got to uh, play that juggalo role playing game too. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to do that. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Maybe that's can finally be where Dustin gets in. Our, our I was thinking the third. same thing. He was he was the triplet that died in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great way to describe him. Uh, yeah, anyway. not very trauma informed. Mm. Um, oh, this is us. Yeah, yeah, this is us being uh, <laughs> what's inconsiderate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here's a, there's a couple of yikes lines in this song. I need a woman to let me hit it. In the bushes, raw at the herpes clinic. Ooh. Um, and then there's this diss at Eminem. He says yeah. he needs a bitch who suck on dick like Eminem mama. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just sex positive. It's like, hey, I mean, she's like. She's really good at love, it. Loving, attentive woman who she does, <laughs> isn't afraid to. You know, when you do what you love, you never work another day in your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, quick, quick Eminem aside, uh, in the spring of 2001, Insane Clown Posse's road manager, William Dale, was arrested in Omaha, Nebraska for allegedly choking a man who waved an Eminem t-shirt in front of the band. What the fuck? 
Jesus Christ. There's like this continuing saga of them just like, yeah. like taking these sort of weak attempts of violence at each other. Not not just for show. Yeah. I need a bitch. I need a slut. I need a bitch who likes bananas in her butt. Who doesn't? You know? Yeah. Like that butt stuff. Get that butt stuffed. Now here's a question. Yeah. Green, green, yellow, or brown? Oh, bananas. For or you, personally. <laughs> Let's see. Brown's a little too squishy. I like, I like plantains in my butt, oh. personally. Yeah. But I'm very exotic. Yes. <laughs> I like a very hard, unripe, unpeeled, yellow banana. This isn't the... F- <laughs> This isn't the first time uh, bananas and butts have been mentioned in an ICP No, it's sort record. of a running running theme now at this point. Sort yeah. of a subtext underlying all of their songs. Uh, <laughs> I, ha- I have a line in my notes, literally, that says, strangely, I don't think this song is that offensive. No. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. I was expecting it yeah. to be. Yeah, there's this line, I need a bitch that doesn't care. She liked to finger fuck her booty in the mirror. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of appreciated Follow it. Follow your bliss. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Heart wants what it wants. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, enough of that song. Let's go on to the next one called Questions. Somebody in the face. Hips give shakes. Every time I drink a little gasoline, I shake my spleen. Why? When I try to fly like a birdie, I wind up on a gurney. Tell me why. Tell me why. Someone tell me why. Jesus, tell me why. What do you think about that lyric? Every time I shoot somebody in the face, pigs give chase. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the few times. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very antiquated. <laughs> yeah. Give chase, you mean? It's sort yeah. of a forced rhyme. If, it's one of the few times that they've uh, used slurs for cops. Because usually they're, they save their hatred for judges. And in fact, in the movie yeah. Big Money Hustlers, the cops are the good guys. At least a clean cop is. Anyway. So this song is sort of a companion piece to the bizarre song called What? Only this time the question they're asking is why? And so Jay and Shaggy, in a move that anticipates their later song Miracles, in in its approach to being confused by everyday things, they're totally thrown by (laughs) basic cause and effect. For example, every time I headbutt a brick wall, I always crack my skull. Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, so this song's hilarious. <laughs> I like yeah, it a lot. Here's the question. Here's the question. In the in the fiction of the song, do you think they are being big dummies? Do you think they are being willfully obtuse? Or do you think they're being rhetorical? Those are three options? Can yeah. you explain what... Wait. What's the first one again? Are they big dummies? Like they really don't know why? Oh, okay, yeah. And then second. Or are they being like willfully obtuse? Just like they know why, but they're just like saying it anyway. And then, um, or is it just like a rhetorical question? I think that it's it's definitely like sort of self-aware tongue in cheek. I don't, I don't yeah. think they are setting themselves up as like just total doofuses. It's uh, right. if anything, it's like sort of a second level of doofusery uh, where they're kind of like, they're not stupid enough to think that the cause and effect shouldn't happen they're just they're just just stupid enough to think like why does it have to be this way why can't we just change the world i think that's kind of the level they're operating on that's a question like (laughs) it's it's very like the like 
kind of stoner questions about like God yeah. and the universe kind it's of like, level. Whoa, like, man. Whoa. Why even anything at all? Every time I drink yeah. a little gasoline, I shit my spleen. But why, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's yeah, there's just like so many good standout lines. Uh, every time I stab my eyes with an ice pick, I can't see shit. Why? Every time I chew, <laughs> my, my, chew on thumbtacks, I get blood on my snacks. Why? <laughs> That's a good one. My my favorite one is... Um, I got two favorite ones. Why? Uh, every time I wake the dead up, they try to eat my head up. Why? <laughs> That's great. Um, they also... So they start and end each question with the word why. Yeah, it's like a strong uh, and premise. The the way they the way they time the word why at the end is a little different every time, and it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, like the way like it, it definitely adds to the comic effect of it. Yeah. Um, why every time I order a taco, you want to bite, motherfucker? Tell me why. And they say like, yeah, yeah. Although yeah, I think I think uh, this is an instance of Jay for some inexplicable reason pronouncing the word motherfucker as. Motherfaku? Motherfaku. Yeah, he does it a few times. Yeah, and he does it throughout the movie Big Money Hustlers. But it's completely unexplained, and I have no idea what what the hell he's doing. Like, why (laughs) Motherfaku? Like, why why are you pronouncing it that way? Yeah. Hey, I think there's some more um, fuel for the fire of, you know, their secret Christians, because Jesus does show up for the first time in in ICP canon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Won't you tell me why? Someone tell me why. Jesus, tell me why. I must find out why. Yeah. I don't know if that's a plea to the actual literal character of Jesus, or if that is kind of like the rhetorical, (laughs) like, swear of, Jesus, tell me why. Jesus, tell me why. It felt to me like a, like some, someday all your questions will be answered. Wait, what? Like in heaven, oh. someday all your yeah. questions will be answered. That's what it felt like. They even they even sing or they rap. Why every time an angel want to kiss me, it always seems to miss me. Why? Why? Why does Shangri La seem so far away? You better leave today. Yeah, it does sort of have that kind of um, feel to it. There's another song that has a similar strong structure that has sort of a twist at the end. Yeah, uh, which goes even farther in that direction. Yeah. Um, it was kind. Of, it was kind of sweet. Yeah. I yeah. This song's great. I I thought it was really enjoyable and really fun. This is. I had a few yeah. literal laugh out loud moments for a lalal <laughs> watch. The chew on thumbtacks. I get blood on my snacks. So I was like literally chuckling to, my, chuckling to myself while running. So well done, ICP. Getting me to laugh out loud. Um, yeah. So let's go on to. Mr. Happy. I whistle, I sing, I'll pet your poodle, I'll twist and squeeze your neck like a wet noodle, cause I'm so happy I'll stab your ass. Lay down next to you, dead on the grass, and say, Oh, it feels so good every time I murder, I get happy. Oh, it feels so good every time I murder, I get happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when she says that at the end. Of, he says that at the end of every verse. It's yeah, great, and and it's always like the verse squares off like with an even number of uh, quatrains or whatever, and then there's that one extra little bit, that little tag right before the chorus, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's super catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mister Happy, rub baby oil on your butt cheeks and slide on top of the table. Why not? <laughs> 
<laughs> Basically, um, it's like I stab people, but instead of asking for help, he's sort of come to terms with his nature mm. and accepts that it does make him happy to murder people. Mm-hmm. Uh Basically, um, murder, murderous, murderation. Yeah. (laughs) That's what this song's about. (laughs) And it makes Um, him happy. Mr. Happy. Yeah. Sorry. Mr. Happy is my father's name. You can call me (laughs) Murderman. Uh, There's a lot of, there's a lot of really fun moments. Um, Murder, murderous, murderation, a murdering mentality without an explanation. I'm Mr. Happy and I ride a bike. Ching! Mm-hmm. I ain't got a seat. I just sit on the pipe yeah. thing. He's he's into That's that butt hilarious. stuff. He's got bananas yeah. in He's got b- bike pipes. <laughs> he likes getting his butt stuffed. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> double stuffed. There's this great Oops, moment I forgot stuffed. to ask for you to... <laughs> <Are> we... Uh, <laughs> That would actually just hurt moment, a lot if you rode a bike without the seat. <laughs> it would tear you up I was, real good. I don't know if this is a good story or not. I remember Ooh, once I, I was wait. in like <laughs> I was in sixth grade and I was watching uh I was watching TV with my friend Sean Harrington and um, I'm doxing Sean right now. <laughs> and we were watching a tampon commercial um and they said something like it's like riding a bike. Um, like, like you'll get used to it. It was some sort of special, con- you know, <laughs> tampon uh-huh. that like had training maybe, wheels. Yeah. Or something. And they said, it's like riding a bike. And then, and then, uh, Sean said, yeah, without the seat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, and in, and in sixth grade, I was just like, that was just like blew my mind. <laughs> like, and that like, and the that, most like, perfect image- joke that could possibly be made. I was just like, oh my God. And it was like, that's super funny. But also I just like, couldn't get that image out of my head of just like these women riding bicycles without seats. <laughs> Jesus. Like he just like changed like the wiring in my brain oh, man. after that. Anyway, uh, there's a, there's a great moment where the beat drops. Uh, and I mean, drops it pick, uh, in not, it doesn't drop. It stops. The beat stops. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he says, wait a minute, y'all. I got to take my pill. Xanoffs. It works. I'm down to only three people a day that he murders. Mm-hmm. So he, he got that help that he was yelling for in the stabbing people songs. And he, his stabbing does seem to be... Is it more directed in this one? Like towards specific targets? No, he's just killing everyone. Yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why I can get on board with some of their the violence on this album. Cause it's just like sort of this generalized pretty clear that it's not meant to be literal. It doesn't target anyone specifically, except there's one song that targets bigots later on. Um, yeah, which, you know, yeah. so they, don't, they don't have any songs about like, we're killing women because they need to die because they were unfaithful. It's like yeah. that kind of violence that really like is, is unsettling to me. Yeah. They, they kept the juxtaposition of like, I love you, but I want to kill you. They kept that theme and that's in this song, but it's not like self-righteous. It's just like, yeah, I, you know, have the capacity for great violence and great love. Yeah. And it's, you know, sort of the, you know, your internal Jekyll brothers. Yeah. I love you. Of, I must you kill know. you. Must kill you. Must kill you. Must kill you. Um, and, and the, the, they're like poking fun at themselves too. Like he has the lines, I'm kind of fat and I sweat a lot, but that's the only bad quirky things that I got. 
That yeah. and maybe the whole murdering aspect, but we ain't even really got to that yet. <laughs> I think those are the opening rap lines of the song. Uh, there's also a great "Don't judge me" moment in the Jack Black of Tropic Thunder style. Mm-hmm. He says, "I love you, so hand me your neck. Come on, let me teach you about love and respect. Respect the fact that I love to kill. <laughs> Don't judge me." <laughs> Basically, he doesn't say "Don't judge me," but it's heavily implied. Yeah. Um, also. Genius appears to think that there's a subtle diss at Kid Rock in here, which hmm. who is gets dissed in a later song too. Uh, there's a line where they say, "No, get in the pit and try to kill someone." And the genius annotation says, "ICP and Kid Rock were friends at one point." With Kid Rock appearing on "Is That You" on Carnival of Carnage, but he later dissed them on his song called "You Keep On Rapping." Don't call me Joe because the Joes I know can't even flow, which is. Ooh. Because uh, they're both named Joseph, for those of you who forgot. Yeah. Shaggy Joe and Joseph Violent J. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're be- they're better now. Yeah. But. And Shaggy is, is still better. Um, okay. Well, next song is called Radio, Radio Stars. Stars. Occasionally, the overwhelming temptation to reach the pinnacle of the pop music genre will reduce even the most deplorable examples of the underground music scene to attempt Mm. to change their so-called artistic endeavors in a vain attempt to appeal to the public at large. Behold the metamorphosis. So the sound sample that I just dropped in is just this narration bit that plays it's like a n- nature documentary yeah, kind of essentially thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, i think this might be their most successful skit song to date and i think mm. a large part of that is because they're poking fun at themselves in a really enjoyable way and so there's this fake english yeah. accented motherfucker motherfucker who talks about them <laughs> like he's narrating a nature documentary which is what i also put in my notes is what it sounds like um and so it's sort of structured in this way where this narrator is giving running commentary and then ICP breaks in with a scene where Jay and Shaggy are kind of talking about their music career and their success and what they can do to get more success. And then they try something. And so they go through these three different genres. They start out with talking to each other and they're like, so Jay says like, fuck platinum, platinum just ain't enough. We need more money, more houses and cars and stuff. I'm sick of juggalos. I want them other hoes. I want them shitty hoes you get with radios and videos. <laughs> Pretty good rhymes. I actually like those. Um, so he says, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, come on, Shaggy. What? Follow my lead. Let's go. It's time we change up our shit to get what we need. Come on. And so they try out a new genre. And they basically do that three times. And they go through uh, sort of club hip-hop. They go yeah. through alternative rock. And they go through, like, a hip-hop-influenced R&B. Yeah, it's like an R. Kelly song. Yeah, and they're like all a really like, shitty one. Yeah, yeah, it's a really shitty song, but they're pretty spot on, like snapshots of what those genres were like in the late '90s. Right. Um, but then none of those songs that they try get them the success that they want, and the narrator concludes: finally, the two dim-witted idiots decided to stay with the wicked <laughs> shit for life. The two stupid jerks. Yeah. <laughs> yep so i like that they are are just like you know the thing about the amazing jekyll brothers is i i don't think they were confident enough to have somebody call them dim-witted idiots yeah and it's so much more fun when they can just kind of 
be tongue in cheek about themselves as well as violence and whatnot. Yeah, I think that's the whole point of like clowning is like yeah, you there's there's a yeah a power in there's a subversive power in like sort of having nothing to lose, mm-hmm. and uh, they felt so vulnerable, you know, in that album. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I have a sound sample from the the time where they try out the R. Kelly style song. Oh, perfect. I didn't want to get sound samples for all of them because uh, that would take a long time, but I'll do the R. Kelly one. Girl. So Shaggy does say that he doesn't know how to sing, but he'll try anyway. Yeah. <laughs> shall, I, shall I talk about my axe? Yeah. Here, let me cue it up for you. I I love these these choruses with like different groups of people yelling different things and it's panned different differently in the mix. Mm-hmm. It gives it this like super big sound and it's like, "Whoa, look over here. Look over here." Um <laughs> look it's just like ears. super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you a question. Please. What's the song about? It's uh it's a dark carnival song. It's all about axe murder, mostly righteous murder. Um, righteous. Yeah, it's uh he loves he loves his axe and he he starts with me and my axe or my axe like for every line. Mm-hmm. Um at least for the first one. The first verse and uh yeah, my axe is my buddy. We write planets wrongs. Me and my axe leave bigots dead on Richie's lawns. Yeah. My axe is my buddy. He never make me cry. Me and my axe will leave a, what is this, a bivet for your eye? I'm pretty sure that's a divot. Divot? Yeah. Uh, like a golf divot? Yeah, I guess. maybe. Um, the, it's, it's really weird in this song. He pronounces, he says, my axe is my buddy, but he pronounces buddy in a super weird way. You heard it <laughs> in the sound sample. It sounds like bonchy. <laughs> yeah it's like his little like his like little cu- cutesy affectation that he that he has I, like is that what is behind it is that what is behind mother Faku too uh i don't think so okay there, there's a there's a there's a chorus moment it's like kind of a uh a precursor to the chorus where he just goes ouch 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 <laughs> ouch ouch tylenol 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 <laughs> it's like it's really weird and really funny yeah uh and this is kind of like the first return in quite a while to like carnival music there's like a yeah chromatic carnival organ in the back and it's like oh carnivals i, I remember, remember you that was you that was your whole thing for a while yeah um yeah. This song is really interesting. Well, there's some good lines like my axe is my bonchi and when I wind him back, me and my axe will give your forehead a butt crack, which yeah. is in the sound sample that I dropped in. Uh, but it also takes it gets this, really deep. Yeah, it takes this crazy hard left turn into social commentary, which were, it reminded me there's like they have a verse that reminds me of the song Strange Fruit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to read it or you want me to read it? Uh, you read it. Okay. So are they trading off lines for this one? Uh, genius would have us believe. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. But uh, apparently both of them together, according to the genius, say, look into the deadest tree. Tell me, baby, what you see. Don't you hear the branches cry asking for the reasons why? If they hang so many men from the branches off of them, why did humans make them play with them in their evil way? Looking into the moon's beam, can you fathom what it's seen? Bodies dragging from a truck driven by a bigot fuck. Why you think that heavens cry acid rain and blizzard sky ain't no covering tracks. And that's why I'm here. And oh, yes. My axe is my buddy. He'll thump you on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I think the most poetic writing that they've had on any of their songs. Yeah, I think so. And it's in the middle of this like really like kind of cutesy fun song, which yeah. is like, it's a, it's one of the first times where their juxtaposition didn't feel uh, on too on the nose. Yeah. It felt like it was just like, just a gut punch. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, maybe kind of root for him. I'm like, hell yeah. You're like, uh, fucking, um, the vigilante ally. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. They really pull it off too. Like it's, it's actually pretty well written and yeah. just has some really good imagery. Yeah. Swing, 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 chop, chop, chop. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Next song is... Oh, wait a minute. Did I have a? I have another sound sample for my axe? I wonder why. Oh, oh you I asked I, me to. I gave you a bunch of them, yeah. Yeah. Let's play this one. My axe is my bunchy. Don't take him for a <laughs> He just said bunchy. My axe will leave you hopping on a stomp. Chip, chip, chip. Uh... You don't remember why you asked me to sample that, do you? I didn't, I didn't ask you to do that one, you did I? You definitely did, yeah. Um, I, th- there's a couple of reasons. There's some really good, uh, Danny Elfman style background vocals in that one too. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the chip, 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 chip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, next song is called if, if I was a raindrop, I'd just be like, and if I had an ax in your neck, I might say, so is that aubrey plaza (laughs) (laughs) if i was if i was (laughs) if i was if i was then i'll never be uh just like with the song questions which is the silly one that was like why 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 this song begins every line with one word and in this case it's if they're getting a lot of mileage over this. Like they're doing these things that should be really tired and contrived, but yeah. I think it works pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I always like, I, I see these kinds of things popping up in like poems or whatever. And I feel like they almost never work. Uh, yeah. But for some reason they work pretty well in these two songs. I think in this one, not quite as well as the, the uh, question song, but anyway, so Jay goes through a list of hypothetical scenarios that will never happen. Things like, if I was your TV, I'd be, look at me. If I was a shooting star, I'd be like, peace. If I was a bit fat bitch's thong, I'd be like, hell no. Nah. If I was a hottie's thong, I'd be like, ah. Um, so, but the, at the end, the moral is that no matter what Jay would become, he'd still be giving you that hip hop. Um, he sure would. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic because this song is not very hip hop because it's, this is like, I think the one song on the album that doesn't, 
have the rapping style flow so much as like the spoken word style flow. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I was your muffler, I'd be like, shh, quietly. <laughs> That's pretty good. If I was a price tag, I'd be like, you ain't buying me, but he screams out. <laughs> oh, one of the best moments. I think I, did I, did I ask you to cue this up? Uh, um, what, like one thirty-five nope. until the chorus? No, you didn't. There, there's like a bunch of moments where, yeah, the rhymes are all sound effects and you just if I was your muffler, I'd be like, shh, quietly, et cetera. If I was a fresh-ass DJ, I'd be like, and then there's a rec- record scratch. Mm-hmm. If I was Jam Master J, I'd be like, and then a different record scratch. <laughs> and uh, if I was a cheap clock radio, I'd be like, and then it's just like static, tune that motherfucker in. If I was Barry White, I'd be like, what up, y'all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Barry... Um, what else if, does it if do? I was a nipple in the cold I'd be like boing if I was Very your good. dead uncle I'd be like silence yeah yeah it's it's pretty clever yeah because especially especially it's a it's a really long verse and it ends totally like subverting the expectations that it set up earlier so in the you're verse. saying that you think that dropping sound effects in is the highest form of comedy <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> I got some new ones. This is very good. <laughs> if I was, if I was, but I'll never be. I'll never be. It reminds me of it. It's sort of like a like a children's book. I think there's a children's book called "Will You Still Love Me" or something like that, <laughs> where there's like the child is posing all these hypothetical situations and the parent is reassuring them like, "Yes, I'll still love you. Things will still be okay if these things were to happen." So he'll still be giving yeah. us that hip hop. Oh, I mean, that's the, probably the best line. If I was your wooden leg, I'd still be giving you the hip hop. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's a great joke. Oh, was I not meant to take that as like a, uh, like the moral of the story of the song? Is it just supposed to be a, a pun? No, I think it's both. Okay. I, th- okay. I, I think, I think the things that are clever by this point in their career are more or less on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's this one really fun existential line. If I was a mirror, I'd find another mirror and look each other dead in the eye, crystal clear. Whoa. Whoa. Like what is even even shown in that, man? Um, And and then there's a, just a poop after that. (laughs) There's a a poop one after, right after it. Uh, which one? Oh, if I was a slider, I'd slide out your butt. I'd be floating in your toilet looking at you like, whoa. Hey, this thing about air traffic control and John Denver. Did John Denver die in a plane? Yeah, he died in a plane crash in 1997, man. Oh, my man. God. They're so bad. Yeah. They really hop on those, like, <laughs> ripped from the headlines, uh, too soon style jokes. Yeah. Um, there's a bad Andre the Giant impression. Yeah. And then there's another diss at Kid Rock. Uh, he's like, if I were Kid Rock, what does he say? I'd cut. What is, what is that? Is that in this song? Yeah, if I was Kid Rock, I'd cut my feathered wolf hair. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of saying he looks silly. He does. Yeah, Here it's, he it's a light. It's a light burn. Yeah, it's a <laughs> just it's like a first degree, half degree burn. burn. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next is called "Let's Go All the Way." Same side, and they down the ride. 
swing low, sweet hatchet. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, did you know this is a cover song? Uh, yeah, I read that. Oh, it's their, their style of cover song where they change all the words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a sound sample of the original I can drop in. pretty fun yeah uh that chorus is pretty great i assumed that this was going to be a sexy song but it's totally not it's like a yeah it's like a all-inclusive it's very religious it's like another worship song yeah it's like an apologetic song basically it takes a song a pop song about sex and makes it about religion yeah (laughs) uh never no syphilis (laughs) Nobody has to die. I think that one of the genius commenters said that that's supposed to be sickness, not syphilis. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Um it's sort of like um it, it reminds me of this <laughs> our poetry professor who we mentioned sometimes, Bill Jolliffe was a a Quaker folk songwriter and he he wrote this one song uh, that went like, and I never would have dreamed that you folks could be redeemed. Well, it just may be that heaven's gates are wider than they seemed or something like that. Yeah. And the whole song is about like all of the different kinds of people that are going to be in heaven that you didn't think were going to be there. Yeah. Like black folks um, from darkest Africa. <laughs> that's a line in the song. Yeah. He, he does it in like a, in like a kitschy way, but yeah, he's, he's clearly like sort of making fun of the wild eyed naivete of, yeah. The way that some Christians think about, you know, only white heterosexual Americans go to heaven, right? Yeah. Yeah. In his, in his picture of heaven, there's like Jews and there's, um, uh, I think there's, um, I forget the name of that religious organization. There's a character in Mad Men who joins them. Oh. Do you know who I'm saying? Oh this wait, no, no, Harry Crane doesn't Harry Crane? Yeah, John? Harry Krishna. Harry, Harry Krishna. Krishna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny that Harry Crane becomes a Harry Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Cox becomes a Harry Krishna. Yeah, yeah Harry Krishna. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, this is just sort of like a a song about like the inclusivity in Shangri La and like everyone. Let's like have unity. Um, Look at them, rich kids, poor kids, everybody together on the same side, mm-hmm. and they down to ride. Um, let's go all the way. It it kind of reminded me of the that other song about Shangri La, like Juggalo Heaven or whatever, where there's mm-hmm. some like rednecks. In yeah, heaven, and, they're like and they like squash the beef with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Don't nobody hate you? Play a hate you? They ain't no hate at all. Got to hold out their hands and catch you. They'll catch you. Aww. And they never will let you fall. You ain't got to worry all day long. Yeah. Um, I I like this song. This is... Yeah, me too. It, I think it kind of improves the lyrics of the original. I think I like the music and the vibe of the original better. But the lyrics are not very good. It's like this vague sort of cocaine impressionism song. Mm. Um, and it has a, a chorus that's sort of vaguely about, hey, let's have sex or something. Right. And this one's more like, hey, let's go all the way uh, to heaven, though. Yeah, to um, heaven, though. And this this is, <laughs> this is hilarious. All music described 
Insane Clown Bossy's version of this song as, quote, their most blatant attempt at radio play. And this is the one that they tried to get on TRL. And uh, MTV actually did air the video for this song only once late at night. Okay. Yeah. Um, And Wikipedia has a pretty hilarious origin story about it, too. It says, (laughs) this is on the, the page for the song itself, Let's Go All The Way, as like a subsection for Insane Clown Bossy version. So they say insane clown bossy member, Joseph Bruce, who performs as violent Jay was driving home to Detroit from Cleveland, Ohio in a car. He'd just purchased that only had a cassette player at a gas station. He purchased, there's a lot of purchase in this three sentences. He purchased an eighties hits tape that contained the sly Fox song. Bruce liked it and decided to reinterpret it. Perfect. Yeah. Kind of like when Limp Biscuit reinterpreted Faith. Oh my god. Yeah, they picked it up a gas station cassette, 80s hits. Yeah. Um, next song is called Let a Killer. And it goes a little something like this. Mirrors, with that bitch in a couple of weeks, I'd have a hooked on crack rock working the street night. All them hoes fantasize about juggalo scrubs in between their thighs. But they too scared to let it be, so instead they fuck Ricky Martin and pretend it's me. Don't you how? That chorus is like oddly pretty. Yeah. They, that guitar. Bang, 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 yeah, that is. Bang, bang, bang. Those are some good guitar noises that he played. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's got to be legs, right? I love the I love the guitar. <laughs> what a great instrument. Yeah. Uh, so this song is, I'd say, kind of the misstep of this album. It's uh, probably the most offensive one. Yeah, it's it's got more nerd misogyny. And yeah. it opens with Jay directly addressing his own misogyny. He says... That's right, and don't call me sexist, because I ain't sexist. I'm the sexiest, but I ain't sexist. If I am sexist, then I'm the sexiest sexist. Uh, which just reminds me of a Flight of the Concord song. <laughs> She's so flippin' hot. She's like a curry. I want to tell her how hot she is, but she'll think I'm being sexist. She's so hot, <laughs> she's making me sexist. Bitch. <laughs> so a much better sort of ta- uh, run at, at a similar joke. Yeah. Um, so basically the point of the song is that women should have, ki- should let killers have sex with them. And it has plenty of shit talking toward rich and successful women. And it just, it just comes across as sort of, uh, nerdy men who feel entitled to sex yeah yeah it's a nerd misogyny it's it's the whole concept is that like women you know in their heart of hearts in their netting of nettings oh god uh, once episode title once oh god they 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 want to have sex with juggalos um, and with like outsiders and just like freaky dudes. Um, but they have to like keep up appearances. Mm-hmm. So, um, women are like lying to themselves. It's basically like blurred lines. It's like, you know, you want it. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of like, it's a big old neg the whole song. Yeah. 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 So I didn't really like it very much. Um, there's some like pretty bad lines saying things like, I want to fuck Carmen Electra cause she'll fuck anybody first day she met you. But as soon as she fall off the map, 
Shiana, the next guy, like, hi, baby. I think it's as soon as I fall off the map is, is, is the it? line in there. Oh, yeah. Genius has it wrong. Who's yeah, the genius I, now? Me. <laughs> yeah. The genius has become the gene <laughs> You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, there's a pretty strong diss at Sharon Osbourne, who ICP is feuded with by this point. Yeah, they had a feud on Howard Stern. Yeah, they showed like, up. I think she, she, she said like she made a bet with them about like how many copies one of their albums would would sell. Yeah, and I think they won the bet, but she didn't give her money. She didn't give him well, money for it. There, it's it's a longer and complicated story. Um, it actually goes back even further to a tour that ICP went on with a band called Coal Chamber whose manager was Sharon Osbourne. And it's like this shitty new metal band that kept getting booed off of stage when they were performing with ICP. (laughs) So ICP was like, you can't tour with us for the rest of this tour. And then Sharon Osbourne sued them for breach of contract. And I think that was all like the background to their appearance on the Howard Stern show where they Mm. were kind of fighting. Um, yeah. And they, they have these nasty lines about how, this is the the one where they use the the retard word. You're right. Um, some of them bitches are a little old, dusty ass, netting with a loopy foam. Like this one chick, I fucked in the dark. I had the bitch moaning like a happy ass retard. We finished, turned on the lights, sweat was pouring. Oh shit, Sharon Osborne. So, yeah, there it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Choruses, letter killer, fuck you. And oh, there's a homophobia and xenophobia twofer. Uh, Frenchies straight out the hair salon with a faggot ass name like Jean. So, yeah. Freedom fries. Oh, geez. This is actually even before that. Before the right. whole freedom fries stupidity. Oh, man. What is ICP going to be like post 9 11? Oh, my God. I don't even know. If I, I, I listen to like. I wonder which direction they're going to go. Yeah. I think they go like poppier and more positive. Just from the few songs that I've heard, there's this one like yeah. really great disco song from, uh, is it Bang Pop Boom? Yeah, that one's awesome. I, uh, I let, I let Spotify keep going after this album uh-huh. and it like went to this other song called, I think it was like Juggalo Homies or something. Oh, that song rules. That song's rad. It was, deli- it was delightful. Yeah. They get it like, was basically like um, the like Cowboys Forever song, but good. Yeah, <laughs> and about jugglers <laughs> instead of cowboys. Uh, yeah, first time that comparison's ever been made. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, oh, the Mighty Death Pop is the song I was I was thinking of. That song kicks yeah. ass. It's like it's a really cool disco thing. Mm. Got some good stuff to look forward. Yeah, to. Yeah, we do. I'm feeling renewed after yeah, this. Yeah, me too. After the last two albums. Yeah, feeling, feeling like I can make it. Well, this is like the halfway point, right? Is it? How many yeah. are there? Like 12? 12, 12 I think there's albums? 14. Okay. And this is what, seven? Six or seven? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, numbers. Anyway, let's take it home with the last two tracks. Here's the first one called Juggalo Paradise. Nobody sees what I see, do they? They just cast me aside, put me away. No friends, no style, no place to go. Till I went Juggalo. Uh, there's this um, Amy Grant like Christmas song where she does a sleigh ride, and like while she goes it's, around like, doing slaying it, people. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's basically Night of the X, but Christian pop star Amy Grant. Um, no, in, in like Sleigh Ride, there's like all she's like, come on, everybody, let's go <laughs> like that. And this song kind of reminded me of that. Uh, like, uh, I, I like that chorus. It's like, um, yeah, just like everyone's just like so happy to include to include another juggalo in the ranks. Yeah. Just like make make the party bigger. And that's what this song's about. It's about like working a shitty job. The protagonist of this song works at Subway. Yeah. And uh he keeps cutting off his fingers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Uh another one. And uh, you know, when he finishes his shift, he has to like walk home in like a dangerous neighborhood. Um, and he keeps getting mugged and, um, yeah, he's just like having a shitty life and then, um, you know, no friends, no style, no place to go till I went juggalo. This song is a juggalo's testimony. Yeah. And, uh, look at me now, man, brain dead. I could derail a fucking train with my forehead, mm-hmm. forehead, forehead, forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I now live by the carnival dominion. Some motherfuck your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great line. I'm a loony path. <laughs> I kill pedestrians, families, neighbors, best of friends, anybody. <laughs> best of friends. <laughs> and if I don't kill them, I keep them in my basement and drill them dead. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, just kidding. JK. All, all I really did is unlock the forbidden. I just let my fucking mind unwind, which I think is like kind of one of the first kind of um admissions that like this is all performative yeah you know that this is sort of about letting your brain go to a dark place and like uh subverting like the repressive powers of like you know purity spirituality yeah which i i i like that that they address that yeah it's like obviously i didn't like you know rape corpses in my basement um all i did is just like uh yeah unlock the forbidden i allowed myself to wrap it and i'm like a better person because i like am able to like say those words yeah i think the next like the next album they'll start name dropping mikhail bakhtin himself and yeah. talking about the carnivalesque <laughs> directly addressing this shit yeah, yeah. make the subtext yeah. the super text that's what i always say oh there's a there's a great here's another um secret christian thing uh this is this is like Almost exactly from the Bible. I'll go to Italy and straighten that tower, whatever the fuck I want with the Juggalos power, <laughs> which is just like uh, man, they haven't the even scripture. invented Italy yet in the Bible times. Come on, <laughs> no, it's the scripture that says, "Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you <laughs> <laughs> with the Juggalo power." You, you left the off the last power. part of the verse. <laughs> if you have the faith of a juggalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I really have much to add. It's. He, I'm just going to read this last little one. Here I go again, another day, dealing with these motherfucking idiots at Subway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's okay, because now I see behind it, and I keep myself reminded... None of these nine to five robot puppets that I see are any better than me, motherfucker. They just struggling in the world they choose. I'm waiting on the wagons with my juggalo. Swing low, sweet hatchet. Um, I like this song because I, I, you know, if they are amassing this sort of army of misfits, I would imagine like maybe a fair amount of them, yeah, are working 
like subway jobs and kinkos and shit right yeah and like this is like yeah it's, it serves i think maybe a religious purpose for them it's just like no i i have this other identity yeah a sense and of belonging that, like yeah, it's a belonging in that it keeps my like mundane, like oppressive life. It like helps me cope with it. Yeah. And uh I think that's like really cool if that's what they're offering. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And and I think they recognize it now and I feel like they're taking more responsibility as sort of being like spiritual leaders. Yeah. <laughs> um in, in this album especially. Yeah. Speaking of which, actually the next uh song really goes for yeah. it. You control your own motherfucking destiny. I ain't letting the devil get the best of me. I'ma make it in a shame for life. Golden walls, what's up with you? Check your own crystal ball. So this song is called Crystal Ball. I don't think I mentioned that. And um this is I think at the beginning they say it's another like Dark Lotus thing, which is their yeah. supergroup with Twisted. Um, but the song itself is kind of begins with this character who's, who's a strange mixture of a fortune teller and a preacher sort of, yeah. he says, welcome my curious sisters and brothers first put a 20 in the jar with the others. That's where I take a seat and then continues on later. Life is nothing but a test to clear. Did you have a heart while you were here? And was it sincere? You're still unraveling your future right now. What kind of person are you, bro? Oh, where are you? There you go. You control your own motherfucking destiny. I ain't let, letting the devil get the best of me. I'm going to make it into Shangri-La, Golden Walls. What's up with you? Check your own crystal balls. Nice. Balls. Because <laughs> you don't want to get that uh, crystal testicular cancer. No. <laughs> so you got to check it every day when you're taking your crystal shower and just make sure there's no crystal lumps in there. You know what? Just lay back, evolve, and I'll be all right. <laughs> That's in the chorus. I kind of like that lyric. Yeah. Um, lay back, evolve, and uh, got to catch them all. Yeah. I want to be the very best. <laughs> be Cthulhu. <laughs> mm. So wait, does uh, it does it peak Cthulhu, does it like evolve into a Shoggoth and then into like a Cthulhu? Or does it evolve into like a bigger... Pikachu, like what's the what's the path, or or is Pikachu the it's, most evolved it's, form? No, it's not the most evolved, but it's like one of the few situations where you don't want to actually let it evolve because it's powerful and it's like pre-evolved state. Ah, uh, I see. If it's anything like Pikachu, oh wait, you don't want to let Pikachu evolve? I think I heard some fucking little weeaboo kids <laughs> say that at one point. Really. <laughs> and if there's anyone we can trust, it's the little weeaboo kids. I, I never I never watched Pokemon or played it. Yeah. I watched a little bit of it in French when I was trying to learn French. Um Did your parents did your parents let you watch no, Pokemon or do it? No, man, I was a I was a Digimon boy. <laughs> <laughs> I had that knockoff shit. That theme song is the funniest theme song in the world. Digimon, Digimon are the champions. Digital monsters. <laughs> Uh, to Digimon. save the digital world <laughs> uh, yeah good good times good crimes so yeah that's basically what this song is 
Uh, Twisted has a verse that I'll play for you where they show that they are better rappers than ICP. Yeah, so there's a good syncopation in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Encased in glass for the whole world to see, am I inside or is the crystal ball inside of me? <gasps> Whoa, head explode. Ah, that blew my dick off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is that what your mind is? Yeah. Dick mind. <laughs> what are you looking at, dick mind? Um, yeah, so this song fades out at the end, and then it fades back in for more. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it ends up being like seven or eight minutes long and speaking personally, I was so horny for this song that I just needed more. Just got to have one more bump. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, but that's still not the end of this track because uh, this track, just like the last bizarre, uh, is like 22 minutes long and has a bunch of hidden tracks. Yeah. Um, the hidden tracks are better in this one. They are. They are. Uh, there's more Yo Mama jokes that I kind of skipped over. Um, and then the end. Did you listen to the very last one? Uh, yeah, it was sweet. It's really sweet. It's, it's this very like sincere, sweet mo- uh, song from Jay where he says he hopes, he truly hopes. Well, I'll let him say it, actually. Yeah, so he, he has a Very list good. of all the things you could have bought instead of buying Bizarre. And says, nope, you bought Bizarre. And the very last thing he says is he says that he uh, truly, he hopes, he truly hopes that you like Bizarre. And it's like really charming and sincere. Yeah. It feels like this very humble sort of offering of like, I made this. I hope you like it. I made it for you. I hope you like it. <laughs> yeah. Could work. Yeah. I do. I do like it, Jay. Uh, so we're running kind of long here, but let's take a quick detour to the Amazon. Um, and the top critical review is three stars. It's titled Review of Item by Cynthia A. Lefevers, who says, Hi, I can't give a review of this item because I ordered the wrong CD. My fault, but I gave it to my son and he's enjoying it. <laughs> so That's hilarious. Well done. Well done, Cynthia. Yeah, did you, did you screen the CD at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never thought I would hear about a parent giving an Insane Clown Bossy album to their kid. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then we have time, I think, for just two quick song meanies um, on the song Cherry Pie, I Need a Freak. My anti-drug is suicide, writes, yeah, but isn't it romantic in a necromancing and almost psychopathic regular way? Jules. <laughs> I, just, I just like the, the hyphenation of psychopathic regular. I think that's, <laughs> that's very inventive. I'm, I'm very into that. Um, and then on the song Let's Go All the Way, Surgery writes, this is like our theme song while we hang out at Steven's pad. 
Okay. Uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing. He, he's got friends. <laughs> he's got friends in uh, low places. Yes. Steven's bad. Okay. Well, so if you enjoyed what you heard tonight or today or whenever you listen to this, I don't. I don't know. What I just work here. You can visit us online at foxset.website. And on that website, you can send us a little comment through our contact form, or you can just email us directly at email at boxset.website. Uh, Cameron's getting those emails finally because the yeah, forwarding is thanks. set up. Even though I gave you the account details and the password, and you could have just logged in and checked it yourself. Shh. Now they're forwarding to his lazy-ass email address. Shut up. <laughs> uh, you can also tweet us at Podcast, And, um, yeah, if you like the show, it'd be great if you could just... You know, go to iTunes, just click on the star rating or write us a little review, like whatever you feel like doing at the time. Uh, that really helps us attract new listeners yes. and grow the audience. Um, and if you want to grow the audience directly, you can just uh, share the show with people or on social media or something. Um, tell, tell your friends. Tell, tell all your friends about how much you love ICP now and how you're a Garth expert. Because yeah. by, by the end of this, you're going to be experts about ICP, Garth Brooks, and as yet unnamed future artists. So isn't that cool? Uh, and if you want to support us directly, directly, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. And we're, like I said, we just released a new bonus episode about the ICP feature film, Big Money Hustlers. Hustlers, yeah. Yes, I got it confused with Big Money Wrestling. It's a time. good, it's a good one. It's like a, it's actually a pretty fun movie. Yeah, it was, and it's avail. You can watch it if you want before you listen to it. It's, it's on Amazon. On Amazon, yeah. yeah. It was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, there's boobies in it. That oh, are there? <laughs> there's oh. um, among other things. Yes, there's a lot of. Yep, uh, uh, content was warning. not. Well, was not my favorite part, but there's some great parts in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool, which is about old time music. And Get up in the cool, you guys. All right. Well, until next week when we talk about, what are we talking about? I don't even know. Next one is, oh, it's another, it's another album pair. We have The Wraith, Ooh. Shangri-La, which is followed up by The Wraith, Hell's Pit, which together comprise or compose rather the sixth and final Joker's card of the first album. Oh, all of them together are the sixth one. The the two of them together. The two okay, Wraith albums. Good. And Hell's Pit is the one we were told to maybe avoid. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you. Yeah. Uh yeah, but until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt and I'm a coxswain. And I still am Cameron DeWitt and I'll give your forehead a butt crack. (laughs) I'm Nathan Hunt, and I'm kind of fat, and I sweat a lot. (laughs) Aw. I'm Cameron DeWitt, and uh, I fucked Ricky Martin and pretended it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you heard me. It's like narcissistic sexuality all up in here. I'm Cameron DeWitt. It feels so good. Every time I murder, I get happy. I'm Nathan Hunt. I'm so happy. I'll stab your ass.
wonder how much like I see uh, like Juggalo porn there is. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Do I dare fly so close to the sun? Uh, Google images. Okay, jug. Oh no. Okay, Juggalo porn. Oh, it's just it's just images from the gathering. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, some, I never looked up the gathering. There's a lot of gratuitous nudity. Um, you know what? I'm going to open up once, a uh, private browsing window here. <laughs> a little incognito. Just a little incognito mode. So this doesn't go on my permanent record for Google. Juggalo porn videos on Pornhub. Xvideos.com. Xvideos. Oh, wow. X-Videos has a bunch of footage of wild outdoor sex at the gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, I'm on the gathering of the Juggalos website, and it just looks like it's like a like a summer camp. <laughs> With more nudity? Uh, air-conditioned showers. What? Um, what does that even Air-conditioned mean? autograph tent. Row-boating. <laughs> Uh, extreme water slides. Uh huh. Swimming. Wait, does it say rowboating or motorboating? <laughs> Row. It's just a picture of a rowboat. <laughs> Man, reading Nathan Rabin's book made it sound like it was completely bonkers, buck wild. Like people walking around with signs saying like "Show us your tits" and getting lots of flashes, or like young juggalos showing up and saying like "I need to lose my virginity." And willing juggalettes taking them aside. It sounds like uh, bacchanal or, yeah. or back anal, I think is how it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, oh, look at all these pictures. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely um, quite a bit of footage on uh, certain websites. Well, good to know. Yeah, that'll come in handy. <laughs> Get it? Come in <laughs> handy. <laughs> 